You're listening to Mind Your OT Business, a podcast to empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners and others to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, the ever honest, always 100% real, Laura Park Figueroa. I'm the founder and owner of Outdoor Kids OT, a leader in the nature-based therapy movement, as well as a business coach for therapist entrepreneurs exclusively in my Business Better Ops group coaching program. I hope that what you hear on this podcast will empower you to take action, even when you feel a little bit afraid. So are you ready to take action? Let's jump in. Welcome, friend. Thanks for tuning in today. I once heard that I should not say friends or everyone or the listeners when I start the podcast. And it's really hard to do because I know that more than one person is listening to this. But what is really cool when I say friend and I think about you in particular, I think about all of you out there individually what you might be doing as you listen to this podcast. So all of us have very full lives. All of us are very individual people that have a variety of different things we do in our daily work as entrepreneurs. And I think about how you might be listening while you're nursing a baby, or you might be listening when you're exercising out on a run, or maybe you're on a hike. Or maybe you're commuting between clients right now, or maybe you're washing dishes. And I think that the the coolest thing about podcasting is that we can consume useful information while we do other things, which is a great thing for us as entrepreneurs, because all of us know that entrepreneurs don't have a lot of time. So I appreciate you taking time out of your day today, wherever you are listening, whatever you are doing while you listen, to be with me and join me in our summer Enneagram series. I am so excited. It's finally here. This was an idea I had way back in March, I want to say, of this year. Right before I moved cross-country, I decided to plan a 10 podcast episode series, (laughs) which was, you know, postponed for recording until I actually had moved, but it has come together beautifully. I am so excited about all of the occupational therapist entrepreneurs that you will hear from of all the different Enneagram types. And this episode, I want to give you an introduction to why I decided to do this series, why I am a big fan of the Enneagram and what it has meant personally in my life, and to orient you to some of the concepts that we're going to talk about on this episode. So first of all, let's talk about what is the Enneagram. So we spell it E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Okay, so it's pronounced Enneagram, I think. Maybe people say it differently, but I say Enneagram. I think that's right. And it is a tool for personal discovery and awareness. Those are my own words. I guess I should probably look up what they actually say on the Enneagram Institute website, which is my favorite source for all information Enneagram. That is where you can take the Enneagram test. I highly recommend paying the 12 bucks to get the actual big test of, I think it's 150 questions. But there is a free one you can do there that's a shorter version, enneagraminstitute.com. And 
I have greatly benefited from using the Enneagram because I feel like self-awareness and having high emotional intelligence (laughs) is key to our leadership and our entrepreneurship. If you are going to be an entrepreneur, you have to be a leader in some way. Now, some people might stay solopreneurs forever, but most entrepreneurs, when you shift to thinking like an entrepreneur, most people are at some point going to have a team or people that are helping them. So they have to lead that team. And You also, as an entrepreneur, have an opportunity to lead as an expert in your industry. So maybe you're not building a huge team, but maybe you really are seen as a leader for the clients that you serve. So the Enneagram is a great tool to help you be self-aware and be a better leader and a better entrepreneur. So let's dive into what the Enneagram, how how it's framed. So basically, it is a nine type personality tests. So there's nine basic personality types that they define in the Enneagram. And there is a visual on the website that you can look at at EnneagramInstitute.com. I am not going to go into really, really intense detail about all of the different levels of development and all the different things they talk about on the website. But I do want to highlight that there are nine basic personality types in the Enneagram. I also want to talk about how there are wings. So a wing is if you lean towards a number that is next to your number on the diagram. Okay, so the numbers go around the diagram in order from one to nine. For example, I am an eight. It's called the challenger with a strong seven wing. When I test on the Enneagram test, I test equally an eight and a seven and When I read the descriptions, I know that the eight is more my core personality type. It has been said that if you test high on three different numbers, you can read the different types on the website, read the descriptions, read about the struggles and the challenges and the and the strengths of each of the types. And I've heard it said that the one that most resonates with you might also be the one that you have a lot of shame or embarrassment around or dislike of, because a lot of times the Enneagram can be a tool that really helps us see clearly in the mirror (laughs) who we are as people, like really the inner workings of of our spirits, of our hearts. And it can be really uncomfortable to see that. It can be really hard. And so sometimes if you have a strong reaction to a certain number and if you're really honest with yourself, you'll know what number you are by kind of your strong reaction to it. So that's just a little tip if you are on the fence between two numbers when you take the test. So there are these nine basic numbers. The wings are numbers that you lean to on either side. Some people are like they don't really have a wing. They are they are really they really identify with the one number that they are. But a lot of people are a number with maybe leaning towards one one number that's next to them. Okay, so we've talked about the basic personality types. There are nine of them. I'm not going to name them all here because we're going to go into those in future episodes. That's how the episodes are framed, one for each type in the future. And then there are wings. So we talked about the wings. And then there are directions of integration, which is growth, and disintegration, stress. So I think of this as your area of integration is 
where you're growing and you're healthy and if you're disintegrating and you're you're stressed out then you're unhealthy so i think about it like health and unhealth in the diagram that they show this is going to be a bit hard to explain so i would encourage you to go to the enneagram institute website if you're interested in this and look at the different types every number when it is under stress moves to another number. (laughs) And every number, when it is very healthy, becomes like another number that's kind of across the diagram from it. So I don't go into this a lot in some of the episodes. We do touch on it in, I think, maybe two of the episodes. At this point, I've already recorded all of them. So I have nine interviews in my brain, and I clearly can't remember which one I touch on these areas of disintegration and integration. But just know that This tool, the Enneagram, actually reveals how everyone has strengths and weaknesses, and all of us can be more whole when we kind of have a healthy awareness of ourselves. So go to the website to see. Uh, Why don't I give an example? Because I feel like I'm not explaining this very well. So for myself, I'm always going to use myself as an example because it's the easiest one to use. So I'm an eight. And on the Enneagram diagram, there's a line from the eight over to the two. Now, when I am healthy as an Enneagram eight, as a challenger, as someone who likes to be in control and likes to voice my opinion, um, those are some of the good and bad qualities of an eight. When I am healthy and I am integrated and I'm growing, I move towards the healthy aspects of a type two, which is the helper. So the eight, when it is healthy, is in a place where they can really harness that leadership control, you know, the the challenging tendencies and use it to help others. Now, on the flip side, an eight, there's another line on the diagram from an eight over to the five. So when the eight is stressed out, they have a tendency to become the negative aspects of a five. Now, there are very healthy things of a five, too, but they become withdrawn. We become in our heads like eights can can really withdraw when we feel like someone has disrespected us or has, you know, tried to control us. That is that is something that is very triggering for me when I feel like someone is trying to control me. I withdraw. And that's that's like consistently how I've how I've behaved in multiple different situations in my life. So I know that. And so that that is very true to me when I hear that description of an eight going to a two in health, meaning I I want to help people when I'm healthy as an eight, but that I go to a five the thinker, the two is the helper, the five is the thinker. I go to a thinker and I withdraw the negative qualities of a five when I am in moments of stress. So that's an example of the directions of integration and disintegration or growth and stress. Okay, so that is, I think, everything I wanted to cover with you all to kind of orient you to what we will be talking about in the upcoming interviews. I want to reiterate here that the point of the Enneagram is not to pigeonhole you. It's it's not to pigeonhole people and stereotype people. The point is to bring self-awareness. It is a framework for helping us understand ourselves and understand others so that we can 
be better versions of ourselves in business and in life. It's a tool for professional development as well as personal development. I have used the Enneagram in the past. I had each of my employees do the Enneagram, and then we talked a bit about how to relate to one another. And I think we are going to do that again this fall. Surprise, everyone, if you're listening. I don't know if they listen to the podcast, but <laughs> I, I want us all to do the Enneagram again and, and have some time at our staff retreat this fall before the school year begins to talk about how we as a team can interact with one another using the Enneagram as our framework for that. An example of that, I remember, an example of that was that when we first did the Enneagram years ago, gosh, it was probably five years ago now, four or five years ago, I learned that one of my team members is an Enneagram 5. And an Enneagram 5 is a thinker. They want to have expertise. They want to really be seen as an expert, and they want to be give their opinion after they have had time to think about about it and formulate their thoughts. So I knew when I learned that this team member was a five, that I, as an eight, should not demand an answer to a question or an answer to a problem in the business or whatever right away and to not put this person on the spot, to give them time to think, time to respond. And so that's just an example of how it really helped me in my understanding of one of my team members. Uh, the Enneagram also, one last thing, can help you understand why you respond the way you do to certain business situations and also life situations as well. So again, I highly recommend looking into it. I would highly recommend you go take the test online. It's 12 bucks. I'm not an affiliate or anything, of course, for the Enneagram Institute. But I just want to be a source of information for you all because it has been really instrumental for me in my personal growth as a human so and as a business owner as well. Okay. The final thing I want to say, I think I've said this is the last thing a couple of times. This really is the final thing, <laughs> is that each interview that I did in this series is structured with three basic questions. And I structured the interviews this way because I wanted you to hear all of the different types as you listen to them to understand, one, how every type is beautiful <laughs> in its own way, and also to know that every single Enneagram type can be an OT entrepreneur, <laughs> all right? So there is no one best type for entrepreneurship. There are, I, I should say, there are some types that are more, have an easier time with some of the aspects of running a business, okay? For example, a person who is a helper often has a hard time charging what they're worth or making, you know, charging a, a high rate because they overserve. They do a lot of unpaid work. And that might not be as hard for other people who aren't a helper, right? So that's just an example. But the main thing I want you to understand from this series is that every single Enneagram type has its strengths and weaknesses. So I've structured each interview with these three basic questions of, what are your biggest strengths as an Enneagram, whatever number, as you run your, your business? What are your greatest challenges or kryptonite? I think I've called it in some of them. What are your downfalls as you run your business as an Enneagram type, whatever number? And the last one, a friend helped me come up with this one, which I love, is what do you dream about for your business? As an Enneagram type, whatever, what do you dream about for your business? And you will see the differences in what people think about and dream about for their business based on kind of their own unique personality and their own view of the world as, as, as their specific Enneagram type. 
In some interviews, I added a question to ask people, what do they wish other people knew about their Enneagram type? That was a question that came up, and then I added it as I did other interviews. So there may be some interviews that have four four basic questions, but I did not record the episodes in order because that would have been a nightmare to schedule. So I recorded them when people were available. So I'm not sure, again, which episodes have the four questions and which have three, but I know y'all will, will forgive me. I hope it will be super helpful to all of you in understanding your team and understanding even friends of yours, partners, spouses, like your children. The Enneagram can be so helpful in all of these ways and just helping understand that we're all unique humans. We're all different and we all have our different ways of being in the world. So take a small step today and go do that Enneagram test if you don't know your basic type already, because it might be fun for you to listen if you know your type when that comes out. And take a small step because small steps make great gains over time. So until next time, mind your OT business. I'm trying to say it different because I always say mind your OT business in some certain, certain tone of voice. So mind your OT business. That's how I always say it. <laughs>